0: Congress is about to stretch the continuing resolution a little while longer. Then what? With a Capitol Hill seemingly paralyzed by impeachment zeal, what about the needs of, you know, federal agencies who want to do work for the public? Here with some worst-case preparation advice, the executive vice president and counsel at the Professional Services Council, Alan Chavotkin. I guess I sort of laid that on you, Alan. Should contractors be thinking about what to do if there is a total lapse in appropriations?
1: Absolutely. Tom uh, contractors need to be thinking about it as do federal agencies they typically try to ignore the realities uh, of it Uh, their experiences that uh, Congress and the White House almost always figure out a way to uh, work around it and find a temporary solution Uh, but as we saw at the end of last year and uh, into January 35 days of a government shutdown that nobody was prepared for uh, our message to so our member companies and the webinar I did uh, with them last week uh, was to do just that, understand the rules and prepare. Uh, one of the key elements of that was that the government is not a very good communicator uh, up, even up until the last moments uh, before a, a potential shutdown. And so contractors need to take advance uh, actions in order to get the information they need both internally and from the government.
0: Because I don't think OMB has yet issued its guidance for lapses and appropriations that it did, I think it had by this time last year.
1: They're usually out about a week, uh, six, seven days in advance, uh, if they have to anticipate that there's a a high risk. Here, there seems to be some agreement that the expiration of the continuing resolution on Thursday on the 21st will be extended to December twenty. Uh, but we've seen that pathway littered with lots of hurdles on the way to the end, and that only gives Congress uh, literally hours uh, at the end of this week to uh, to enact what it says it's going to do, and for the president to sign it.
0: Yeah, and it's not as if the White House and at least half the Congress are exchanging Thanksgiving and greeting cards with one another these days. And so, what should I mean? What are the top two or three things contractors can do? I would guess one of them is personnel planning
1: personnel planning high on the agenda. I suggest to our members that they know their contracts, that they know their people and their employees, uh, that they know the impact of a potential shutdown on their business operations, uh, and that they understand uh, how to get in touch with uh, the government officials uh, should they need to do so. You know, in the partial government shutdown that we saw, uh, the 35 days, uh, many of the agencies were open for business and didn't notice any difference. Even within certain departments and agencies, there were pockets that had funding and others that did not. And then that issue changed over time, and that uh, circ- those circumstances changed uh, as the days went on. Uh, more ran out of money, Uh, others were, uh, employees were uh, recalled to service as accepted employees because of changed circumstances. So uh, having that deep understanding, both of your own organization, the nature of the work that you're doing, where your employees are, uh, really essential. And that can be done completely on the contractor's own uh, timetable. You just don't wait until the last moment to find that out.
0: One thing I've noticed over the decades is that each time there is a shutdown, the number of employees, federal employees, that is, that are covered by the need to work seems to expand so that fewer and fewer are actually furloughed. And so in some ways, the worst brunt seems to be the contractors who actually cannot get paid. The federal employees don't get paid, but they're going to get paid afterwards.
1: Yeah, I, I haven't looked at those numbers. They report them regularly, and uh, some of the lessons learned reports to show that each agency. Uh, issues uh, guidance documents and describes the nature of those employees that are covered and uh, by an exception, exception really, uh, and those that will be furloughed. Uh, But the uh, implications to the agency, even if there are many who are still working, is still disruptive to the agency, disruptive to the contracting process. So uh, best to avoid it. That's our underlying message to uh, the executive branch and to the Congress, Uh, but we can't uh, just The hope is not the strategy here.
0: We're speaking with Alan Chavotkin, Executive Vice President and Counsel at the Professional Services Council, and something came up recently, and that was LPTA, lowest price technically acceptable. There was a contract that was protested the Air Force had awarded, and the Air Force was upheld in court pursuing the LPTA, even after it seemed like the type of contract that is now not supposed to be LPTA. Is that something you're still keeping an eye on? I mean, I guess the answer to that is yes, but what do you see going on with that whole issue?
1: Well, the answer is absolutely still keeping an eye on it. Uh, This was a DOD uh, contract, as you mentioned, uh, for the Air Force. Uh, The Air Force, sorry, the Department of Defense has a statute which directs them to minimize the use of LPTA and establishes the criteria to be used. There's a final DOD regulation, a DFARS rule, covering that. This protest was an interesting one because it alleged that there was a violation of the statute and the regulations. And the GAO held, well, it was a gray area, but the, the way the Air Force had structured the procurement. We're still on top of that. Uh, we hope that procure, protests are not the only way we find out about this. So we're focusing in on uh, transparency, uh, understanding the documentation behind the d- decision to use LPTA, and then what the enforcement practices that uh, DOD and actually other federal agencies are doing. Uh, The non-defense agencies, the civilian agencies, had a similar statute enacted last year. Proposed rules were uh, issued uh, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, We're preparing our comments on those proposed rules. They're due December 2nd. And and in those comments, we're going to focus in on transparency and enforcement as well to to minimize these kinds of of issues.
0: This sounds like one of those cases where, yes, there's legislation and then eventually there are final rules for it. But even then, the word doesn't get out to every contract officer.
1: Regrettably, with uh, hundreds of thousands of contracting officers and Uh, tens of thousands of procurements every year. It's not surprising that their word isn't getting to everybody initially. This will take some time, and this is not a sea change uh, in that sense. Uh, There are procurements that make sense to use LPTA. We've never been against uh, every use of LPTA, uh, but it's now clear that uh, with a statute and very clear regulations, from DOD and the non-defense agencies coming as well. And we hope that there'll be uh, better training, better information sharing, and a reduction in the inappropriate use of LPTA contracts.
0: And getting around again to the budget, suppose there is a even a full-year CR, which is a possibility, too, that we don't talk about as much as the shutdown. But uh, even then, after a shutdown, there could be a full-year CR. And What's your thought on the opportunities for contractors in that scenario?
1: Well, there's a very different circumstance when you have money but not uh, a full year appropriations uh, for the uh, regular appropriations bills. Uh, There are special rules on continuing resolutions for agencies, uh, including the the Department of Defense has slightly different rules than some of the non-defense agencies. Uh, but it, it is, from our member companies' perspective, they would rather have the certainty of a full-year appropriation uh, than the uncertainty of. Uh Continued resolutions going on a daily basis or a weekly basis or uh, every two or three months. So predictability and certainty is better for the federal agencies and better for our member companies, uh, but still no substitute for uh, following the regular process and having the enactment of uh, the regular appropriations bills uh, before the uh, start of the fiscal year or as soon thereafter as possible. We're always uh, almost coming up on the full one-third of the federal fiscal year, by the time this uh, second continuing resolution expires on December 20, uh, that plays havoc with uh, agencies' abilities to plan for the full year. That plays uh, into the challenges that companies have in planning for acquisitions and competing for them.
0: Alan Javotkin is Executive Vice President and Counsel at the Professional Services Council.
1: Thanks so much. Always a pleasure, Tom.
0: We'll post this interview at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Hear the Federal Drive on demand and on your device. Subscribe at Apple Podcasts or Podcast One. (coughs) Cough and cold season is here. Introducing Ricola Max Throat Care, Ricola's most powerful drop yet. It's the best of Swiss nature wrapped around a powerful liquid menthol center for maximum relief from your worst cough and sore throat. Maximum nature for maximum relief. Try the new Ricola Max now, available in the cold and cough aisle. Ricolo. It's in our nature.
1: Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com/podcast1 to learn more and start your free trial.